had, at least anyone I knew. I was intensely suspicious of people who claimed a poem or painting or piece of music changed their life, especially since I had often known these people before and after their experience and can register no change. Although I claimed to be a poet, Although my supposed talent as a writer had earned me my fellowship in Spain, I tended to find lines of poetry beautiful only when I encountered them quoted in prose, and the essays my professors had assigned in college where the line breaks were replaced with slashes so that what was communicated was less a particular poem than the echo of poetic possibility. Insofar as I was interested in the arts, I was interested in the disconnect between my experience of actual artworks and the claims made on their behalf. The closest I'd come to having a profound experience of art was probably the experience of this distance, a profound experience of the absence of profundity. Once the man calmed down, which took at least two minutes, He wiped his face and blew his nose with a handkerchief he then returned to his pocket. On entering room 57, which was empty except for a lanky and sleepy guard, the man walked immediately up to the small votive image of Christ attributed to San Leocadio, green tunic, red robes, expression of deep sorrow. I pretended to take in other paintings while looking sidelong at the man as he considered the little canvas. For a long minute he was quiet and then he again released a sob. This startled the guard into alertness and our eyes met, mine saying that this had happened in the other gallery, the guards communicating his struggle to determine whether the man was crazy, perhaps the kind of man who would damage a painting, spit on it or tear it from the wall or scratch it with a key, or if the man was having a profound experience of art. Out came the handkerchief, and the man walked calmly into fifty-six, stood before the garden of earthly delights, considered it calmly, then totally lost his shit. Now there were three guards in the room, the lanky guard from fifty-seven, the short woman who always guarded fifty-six, and an older guard with improbably long silver hair who must have heard the most recent outburst from the hall. The one or two other museum-goers in 56 were deep in their audio tours and oblivious to the scene unfolding before the Bosch. What is a museum guard to do, I thought to myself. What really is a museum guard? On the one hand, you were a member of a security force charged with protecting priceless materials from the crazed or kids or the slow erosive force of camera flashes. On the other hand, you were a dweller among supposed triumphs of the spirit, and if your position has any prestige, it derives precisely from the belief that such triumphs could legitimately move a man to tears. There was a certain pathos in the indecision of the guards, guards who spend much of their lives in front of timeless paintings, but are only ever asked, what time is it? When does the museum close? Donde está el baño? I could not share the man's rapture, if that's what it was, but I found myself moved by the dilemma of the guards. Should they ask the man to step into the hall and attempt to ascertain his mental state, no doubt ruining his profound experience? Or should they risk letting this potential lunatic loose among the treasures of their culture, no doubt risking, among other things, their jobs?
I found their mute performance of these tensions more moving than any pieta, deposition, or enunciation, and I felt like one of their company as we trailed the man from gallery to gallery. Maybe this man is an artist, I thought. What if he doesn't feel the transports he performs? What if the scenes he produces are intended to force the institution to face its contradiction in the person of these guards? I was thinking something like this as the man concluded another fit of weeping and headed calmly for the museum's main exit. The guards disbanded with, it seemed to me, less relief than sadness, and I found myself following this man, this great artist, out of the museum and into the preternaturally bright day. Most weekends during the first phase of my research, my Spanish tutor, Jorge, whom the foundation paid to help its fellows move rapidly.